This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Welcome to Three Peaks on a Podcast, the bonus show. Whilst on the tour of Anfield on Sunday, the word intensity was everywhere, and I remember thinking we didn't see enough of that at Wigan the day before. But last night at home to Luton, we saw plenty of intensity, desire, togetherness, passion, a clean sheet, game management, and a whole lot more as we put our first win of the season on the board. Lee's three words coming live this morning. Lively, lethal, liquid. Matt is with me as always. A vast improvement for me, Matt, on the frustrations of Saturday. Very much so, yeah, very much so. And um, I think as well as the, the intensity in Liverpool, there was definitely the desire in Liverpool as well. <laughs> and the togetherness. So, uh, yeah, all good. Uh, yeah, it was it was a, a top performance um, against a, a good side in Luton. The way they play, the way that Nathan Jones gets them up for the fight. Um, we knew we were going to have to really battle hard against them. Um, but not only that, I thought we played some really, really decent football as well. So it, it was a thoroughly enjoyable watch. It was indeed. Lee is with us, as you've heard already. Lee, for you, um, it was a vast improvement, wasn't it? It was. And for me, um, I kind of walked away last night having seen everything I want to see in my football team, in my football club. Um, some really great attacking Liquid, fluid play, lots of movement, um, lots of the words you've talked about, desire, um, intensity, uh, that real togetherness as well. I thought, you know, I'm sure we'll cover off all the key topics as we normally do, but it, I could see them all fighting for one another. Um, the the way that they Literally supported well. one, yeah, <laughs> uh, the way they supported one another with, you know, whether it was a big tackle or a big block and recognising that from a defensive viewpoint. Um, and and I think really important, and it's a word used a lot lately, but I think not. I haven't seen in, in City for a while is that bit of resilience because I think most of us after 65 minutes were thinking, mm. okay, um, I don't think we're going to be walking away with three points now if if we see what we've seen over the last few months. Yeah, definitely not a clean sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Matt, that'll Fantastic. take that'll take time, won't it? In terms of that mindset to to adjust the fans' mindset as much as the players' mindset. Um, it will, but I think a lot of what happened last night was driven by the fact, and Lee's used the, the words liquid, fluid, but was driven by the fact you had pace and players willing to press and run and run and run in the top two. I mean, we know Andy Vyman's going to do that sat in behind. And then you also had an energetic midfield two in terms of Scott and Masengo. Um, and that was the big difference for me. It, it was the fact that we had that at whatever level you play at Premier League European football pace is what the game is all about and if you play like you did and, and it was set right from the start with Tommy Conway and Naki Wells so um, I can't you know Lee said it all you, you walked away from there last night thinking this is this is just what you want to see you know you don't you don't even mind losing games like that when you play like that um, yeah it was it was a quality performance Okay, let's do our check-in. Episode 177 of the regular show of Three Peeps in a Podcast. If you haven't checked out already, please do. Um, and that was with Talk Club. Um, how are you out of 10 this morning, Matt? 
I've got to be a nine. I've got to be a nine. I honestly, because I, I enjoyed it that much. It was, um, yeah, I've I got to be a nine. I, I th- I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I struggled to sleep last night, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah, well, I got <laughs> no. home and watched the highlights, listened yeah. to Radio Bristol, read all of the, I don't know how many messages we had in our WhatsApp group. It was probably oh, 200. Well, and also, the the Twitter comments that I'm going to need to record for about 10 minutes, I yeah. think. Yeah, um, yeah. But that summed it up, didn't it? So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a that nine. Just, just shows what impact that sort Football of performance has. can have on yeah. us as fans. So, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, even though it's it's 8 o'clock in the morning and uh, I've only just had my coffee, I'm knocking on nine's door. Lee, how about yourself? Yeah, similar, guys. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fresh back from uh, a 10-day holiday in Greece as well, so I was in it. I was in a good place anyway. And, and yesterday, <laughs> last night, seeing the, the look on uh, on my old man's face, he was, he was a grumpy git now and again. And um, <laughs> and then and then catching up with me boy afterwards, who goes and sits with his mates now because he's old enough. They were buzzing as I give him a lift back. You know, everyone was just bouncing around. So yeah, and talking about from the talk- early start. Come back, Rainley. Yeah, come back, Rainley. Yeah. Talk, talking of uh, old man's face, um, Doctor Dean Allen, who was with us on the podcast, and in that's Liverpool, harsh. He's, he's um, younger than me. <laughs> his uh, his old man um, ah, right, yeah. in the Heineken Lounge, getting to meet some of his heroes as well, was a great sight to see. Yeah. Um, right, let's get into the starting lineup. So we lined up Bentley, Viner, Naismith, Atkinson, which has pretty much become you know rights itself. Uh, Sykes, Scott, Masengo, De Silva, Vyman, Conway, and Wells. So the main changes, Matt, uh, were Masengo for Williams and Wells for Martin in terms of the starting lineup. And happy with that? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think we knew Williams wouldn't start. Um, there was a concern with Hanno having tonsillitis the weekend that, that he may not be able to, to play. So that that was probably the obvious change. Um, I thought it would be too much for Andy King to come in um, and start against against Luton because of the way that they press and play. And then Naki, uh, yeah, we said it the weekend. Um, we we watched them last week at Coventry in the Cup, and the two of them linked very well. It was really interesting listening to Tommy Conway's interview on Radio Bristol afterwards. And if you haven't listened to it, please please listen to it. Um, what an unbelievable kid that 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 lad is um talks so elegantly and with such a mature shoulder on his head but talked about the the, the relationship that he's got with Naki on the pitch and off the pitch and that only bodes well so um I was really glad to see it the only other one for me would have been Jada Silva for Cam Pring and we'll talk about Jay and and okay Nigel got that right last night in terms of Jay's performance and maybe it was a bit of a, a kick at the backside yeah, one thing just to pick up on, Lee, no campering in the squad, not, not on the bench. He was dropped um, and we had two right wing backs as opposed to one of each. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? You guys went up to Burton to watch a Coventry match and, you know, when you know, the feedback was that he, he had a good performance. We were talking about the fact that he wasn't in the squad on the week, um, in the team on the weekend. You know, if I'm being mischievous, is he was he playing in the Carabao Cup to be in the shop window from a city point perspective? Is is there something more afoot? And you know, they're, they're trying to sell players or offload players 
either if it's even if it's on loan. You know, sometimes some of the teams want to see them in action, don't they? They didn't want to know they've been getting, you know, a little bit stale on the training pitch. So maybe it's that, because otherwise, as you say, it doesn't really make sense to me unless he's got a knock again or an illness, because you wouldn't. I mean, he didn't even use Kane or Wilson, either, did he? As we know, as we go yeah. through the match, so personally, it seemed for me, a bit I'd, strange. I'd find that very odd if we were looking mm. to offload him because he offers such pace down the left-hand side. He's competition yeah, yeah, from yeah. Jada Silva. He can play left of a three at the, at the back as well if he needs to. So, yeah, very odd. Uh, you, you can't help but think that there is an issue there um, because, it, it uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that it's a knock or, you know, maybe he's, he's picked up an illness um, because it, it makes no sense for me having Tanner and Wilson on there and not having a balance on the left-hand side with a player who... who for me, doesn't let us down. So it does, it, you know, it's it's hard not to think that there's something more in it with that. Okay, right. Let's get into the minutes. Five minutes starts with Masengo winning the ball back. Vyman to De Silva, who plays the ball infield to Scott, who's very quick to spot the run of Naki Wells. Wells looks up to see where Comey is, sees that he has time to take two delicate right foot touches and engineers an excellent bended right foot shot in off the post, it's 1-0, and it's another bright start, Matt. Great move. Um, Hanna Masengo, and again, we'll talk about him at, at length, but was was that energetic, ratting around like he does, gets the ball. As you say, Jay plays it in, and it's a brilliant pass from Alex Scott um, to spot the run and play it in as he does. And then Naki Wells does what we know at times Naki Wells is capable of, and maybe again, a run in the team, you see more of that. But it was very Thierry Henry esque, wasn't it? How he kind of opened his body and then, you know, slotted that shot. And it was actually quite an acute angle. And, and he, he had to kind of catch it where he did, where it's almost hitting the post and, and going in at the far side. Um, but yeah, it was a great move, a great move. I noticed Nathan Jones said after the game that, that Luton don't play offside, so he doesn't quite know why they were doing that. But um, yeah, it was a great move, great goal. Lee, Naki Bell's first appearance was the 1st of February 2020. So he's been with us quite a while now. Uh, is this is this his sort of last opportunity to stake his claim for a starting place in the starting eleven? Um I I I I guess it is. He's he's been a bit of an enigma, hasn't he, Naki? And you know, I think I've sat on the sideline and sometimes questioned his work ethic and whether that got him out of favour to begin with. I think everything you hear, and you talked about earlier about how Tommy, how Tommy talked to his interview, and I listened to that, but clearly um, he's well regarded. Um, and he must be well regarded from, by Nigel as a professional about how he applies himself. Um, and I think last night how he took his goal um, is very reminiscent for those of you that might have watched Palace-Liverpool game of how Zaha took his as well. He, yeah. he didn't rush it. He showed his class. He showed his quality, actually. Just, you know... And um, it was, they give us something different you talked about at the top. And I think it's about whether Nigel is going to recognise that. And the fans also are going to recognise that sometimes that might not be the way that we need to play the whole game, both in attack and defence. You know, everyone will be wanting Naki and Tommy to start on Saturday. I will, but maybe um, uh, on Sunday, sorry. Cardiff might be set up in a way where you might need a Martin up there and that's the way that we need to go tactically. So it, it is it his last chance? Possibly he's in the last year of his contract, isn't he? But yeah. I don't think he can do much more. And I think that's the danger with some of the stuff we see. You just talked about praying. 
Could he do much more last night? Naki he was very disappointed to come off. And I think if we were at 11 men, he wouldn't have come off. It might have been my, my guess. I think he was still doing well when he did come off. Yeah, Matt, that was uh, Naki Wells' 98th league appearance for us last night. And uh, I mean, all through 2020, 2021 and 2022 to some extent, we've been calling on the podcast, well, certainly I have, for him to be playing up front in a two. And that's that's his best position, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, he's just been too much of a bit part player, um, certainly under Nigel Pearson. In you can see the quality he's got. It's 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 funny because we think of him as being really prolific, and he's not. You know, in terms of the goals that he's scored season on season, um, I can't think what his his most is in this season. But it's not a. He's not a. Yeah, exactly. Um, And even before us, I mean, as well. but the, Lee, Lee makes a really good point about his attitude. Um, Nigel Pearson, I don't think, or we, we've seen it with the likes of Casey Palmer and Tyreek Backinson. If you're not showing the right attitude, then you're not getting anywhere near the first team. And Nigel Pearson has always spoke really highly of Naki Wells, even when he's not been in and around the team. So, yeah, it, it probably is his last chance because I think he will go in the summer. Um, I think probably the wages that he's on, we wouldn't match. Um, and, and maybe that's part of we're, we're seeing him recognise that he needs to take this opportunity now so that he gets a move himself and, and gets a decent move. So, yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see if we keep hold of him because, again, when you see him playing like that, who wouldn't take a gamble on him now with six months to go? Okay, into the 15th minute, Sykes gets some space on the right. Conway, Wells and Vyman all in a line, but unfortunately the cross is cut out. Uh, Sykes, Matt, yesterday, uh, he was getting getting a lot of space, getting a lot of joy down the right-hand side, and, and they were finding him quite quickly as well. Yeah, they were. I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because I don't think he saw him come, coming to us and playing in that position. Um, but he's looked really, really comfortable, um, and he delivers really, really good crosses at times. Not, not every time last night, but um, in the main. And he's also got that little bit of skill about him that allows him to go past certain defenders. So... Um, I really like him. I really like him. I was, un- you know, I've said before on the podcast, I was unsure about him in the first preseason, but from that point on, and we'll talk about the, the sending off. But he's impressed me massively. Okay, twentieth um, minute. Jay De Silva gets some space on the left. Wells makes a great run, and Jay either doesn't spot it or is too slow to pass it, and then Wells is offside when he eventually does get it. And Lee, for me, I was saying to to the bloke sat next to me one of Matt's favourite comments um, behind, that's, like behind that's the difference for me between the Premier League and the Championship it's spotting that run and giving it giving it quickly yeah I think um, and, and you talked give an example there with Jay in it and I think that's he, um, he was sat in front of us in the, in the first half where we've moved now now the kids have moved on we're back to some nice seats down in the lower lands down where you feel a lot more <laughs> closer to the action and you get a bit of a better view and you hear a lot of the comments going on from the, the bench, which are quite entertaining. Um, certainly Nigel's comments to the linesman were quite funny last night. Um, he, he's a, he can be a bit hesitant, Jay, it feels like. I'd, I'd say that was the one thing that stands out for me sometimes. You kind of see that forward pass, you know, and, and I guess there's a little bit of maybe ball retention coaching going on there. You know, does he back himself to make that pass or not? So I'm going to pull out and, and, and come back. So, yeah, you're, you're right. It, it's just a little bit maybe... That, you do have that quality, don't you? And perhaps you have the confidence in your ability that you can you you can make that pass and, and, and execute it for the run that you've seen. 
Um, it was it was a shame. He did seem to kind of be in a bit two minds by that time. Um, Naki had just, just straight offside. Yeah. Okay, 27th minute. Again, it's De Silva and Masengo involved. Masengo sets Vyman off and running with a pass with the outside of his left foot, a lovely little dink over the top. Vyman's away. Can he return the favour for Tommy Conway just three days later? Yes, he can. A great ball. Tommy isn't missing that one. And he gets to celebrate his first league home goal in front of the players' lounge where his family are sat in. A magic moment, Matt. Absolutely going wild on the terraces. I just love the kid. Um, I think he's a, a quality footballer, um, an even better young man. And yeah, it was a, a great ball from Han. Um, Andy Vyman, who I actually thought, although you'll never ever question his work weight, work rate, but was a little bit quiet for him last night. Um, but maybe that's because of what we've seen so far. But plays an absolutely perfect ball across. And if you're going to get a goal like that at Ashton Gate in front of your friends and family, um, that's that's a nice one to get in it. A nice little sort of simple tap in. Um, and yeah, again, listening to him on his on the radio, his mum and dad, his sister and his girlfriend were there everyone that he wanted to be there. Um, so, yeah, it was brilliant, brilliant. And he's got a big future. And and I don't want to make it too much too soon, but, you know, listening to, to Trevor Charles on Robin's TV last night, he said Tommy's done that all the way through his City career. Um, you know, it's not, it's not unexpected. He's determined to take this opportunity. And I think that's a big, a big factor. He's not, he's not a lad you can see looking, looking for the money, looking for, um, the next, you know, the next car or whatever. He wants to play football and he wants to score goals for Bristol City. So that can only bode well for us. Yeah, fantastic. Lee, your thoughts? Um, Tommy Conway broke through into the team um, last season, uh, but has got his opportunity to start some games, got a couple at Coventry, <clears throat> and now he's scoring in the league. Yeah, I I, I, I like him what I've seen so far. Um, all of all of the stuff that Matt's just talked about in terms of determination is great there. Um, I think that he adds a bit of bit of pace. There was a bit of a... Between his goal and afterwards last night, I don't know whether he took a lot but, or whether he was just sort of trying to find a second win, but he seemed to be um, not quite in it. And then I was worried that he'd taken a knock, but um, he came back into the game as we went on. I think another exciting talent, and I, I popped up to the HPC yesterday with, with Finn to watch the 21s and... Um, there were a couple of uh, a couple of talents up there as well, so they're never they're never all going to make them through into the first team. They didn't need to. They need to get one or two or three per year group. Um, and I know there's lots of talk around Semenyo, etc. And I know you guys were talking on the Wigan Wigan pod about you know what, you know can't lose Semenyo or or Voiman and you know and I agree with that. But to uh, on the other side of it, you know if Semenyo was out injured all season and Tommy Conway's in the squad, if you looked at it in that in from that viewpoint. You go well, you know. I think we're not going to say we're going to be all right, but it's not wouldn't be as big a loss with Conway displaying that kind of performance. Okay, into the thirty-first minute, Conway's shot is blocked. It was well worth move. He gets a shot away and he hit hits it with some force. I couldn't see from where I was sat whether it was on target or not, but certainly looked like a good strike. Thirty-sixth um, minute, Scott and Conway combining. Conway takes it forward, lays it to Masengo, whose shot is deflected for a corner. Matt, obviously, we've been waiting for the moment for Masengo to score now for over a hundred appearances. Now this is hundred and first, I think, last night. Um, will he ever score a goal? 
I want to say yeah, and I want to be there. I was, I was thinking last week. I mean, there was one moment when there, Patrick Coventry, where he he, he kind of raced through, um, and then kind of stumbled over the ball a little bit. I want to say yeah. I mean, it, as a better man, I probably would say probably not. Um, but it was it was interesting to see his reaction at the end of the game to the South Stand. He was really taking it in, and, but really acknowledging the fans and and I said to. Um, the mate that was sat by me, Patch, not the same. <laughs> um, I, I said to him, "Why, why would you leave? Like, look at the adoration that he's got, and he clearly loves it here." And then he said, "Because at the end of the season, he's free, and we'll get a massive signing on fee somewhere else and <laughs> a long contract." So, yeah, that that kind of is probably why he would leave. But uh, yeah, I, I I love him, and it'd be interesting. That's, that's Tommy Conway and Hand. I'm saying I love. It'd be interesting to see Matt. You're very, you've got a lot of love to give. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see just how much he stays in the team, um, and if he plays like he played last night. That that performance last night was very much like the Preston away performance. He needs to then follow that up and do that mm. for the next three, four, five, yeah. six games. But obviously, he's also got to be picked to be able to do that. So yeah, I don't. In, in answer to your question, I, I I probably don't think we will see it. And if we do, I hope it's not like that last night where it's a strike that isn't the best, it's a defender and would have then gone in and yeah. <laughs> yeah, clean strike into the top. Oh, on a top corner, yeah. 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 Okay. Um right, thirty-seventh minute, Scott loses possession in a dangerous place. Sometimes you just can't afford to take two touches. It leads to a corner which is headed over by Adebayo, and we are into half time. Just before you, you sorry, on. on that. Mm. Naismith ripped Scott an absolutely new one. Yeah, like went absolutely ballistic at him. And Scott, he looked like the, the bottom of his world fell out. I mean, he was proper. Was his bottom lip going? Oh, honestly, it was proper like that. And then I think Dan Bentley had to sort of put his arm around him and Atkinson did. In, but that's what I love about Naismith. He, mm. and, and I know Lee could hear some of what was being said and stuff. And hopefully we'll, we'll touch on that. But yeah, he, he proper went for him for, for trying to do what he did where he did. Any comments in the in the dugout, Lee? You can tell us about. Um, no, I think um, a lot of it that I heard towards the end was more directed at the the, the linesman, and uh, I think actually re- reiterating what Nigel said in his post conference about the officials. You could yeah. just say he was telling the the, co- the coaches to just sit back down, and it was almost like you know just forget about and this is a waste of time this is getting into a joke but I think um, the, the, the bit you just the point you just made there about Naismith I thought it was a little bit pot kettle black because I thought he started the first 15 minutes trying to do a few drag backs and yeah. flicks and almost like trying to showboat in front of his ex-team Yeah, and that bit of it I don't like I'm going to be brutally honest with you I think he did have a good game last night I don't think he had a fan uh, a I think I've seen some of the stuff on Twitter going on about you know he's the next the bit that I like about him but he does really well was when he he goes out with that ball and breaks the lines. Yeah. When he's trying to be a bit cute with it, like how he got caught against Sunderland, and yeah. there was sort of a little five-minute period in the first sort of after we'd scored last night where he was almost trying to take the... Perhaps he had the confidence and he knew the players. He was like, well, there's no way this guy's going to catch me out. But um, Yeah, yeah. good point, actually. In the first sort of half an hour from memory, there was a few, like, playing out from a goal kick to the defender and a little bit, you know... Um, he, he, he even at one point, one of the kicks, he took the kick and played it square across the six-yard box to Bentley yeah. to then take forward. And and it was 
very, I mean, for me, it was very much the hair on the weekend, and we talked about that in the last pod. But yeah. that was that that was in my mind. Thinking, oh Christ Almighty, don't don't go be doing this. But mm. but like Lee said, I think probably his first five or six passages of play, he, he literally flicked the ball inside with a you know one of those little flicks around the back, <laughs> didn't he? A bit of a Rubino sort yeah. of pass, and you're like, yeah. do I want to see my centre after? Yeah, I do want to see him doing that <laughs> as long as it works. It was heart, heart and mouth stuff a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, definitely. Right, halftime summary. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Well, I think we've played sharper in other first halves this season but surprisingly we've been afforded room to play and significantly we look more mobile up front today really pleased that Conway and Wells have validated their selections with two well-constructed and finished games I dare say a comfortable 2-0 lead and all looking rosy at half time again let's hope we keep up the tempo in the second half as we still crank it up and if I still stay on if and if all stay on it, Luton are there for the taking. No more history repeating itself, please. My, the, the biggest shock for me at the start of the second half was Corley Woodrow coming off, because I didn't even realise he was playing, um, and Freeman coming on to a good reception. <laughs> um, did you he, notice um, Corley Woodrow was playing? Because I didn't. He was in the midfield, wasn't he? He, he? he kind of played in behind a little bit, didn't he? But yeah, I did. I did but because of the fact I knew he, he played for him and I, I kind of looked at the start. But yeah. Freeman was stripped, ready to come on from about oh, yeah. 30, 36, 37 yeah. minutes. Um, yeah, the two subs that, were. Yeah, whether that you know was was Jones making a sort of statement. Um, and yeah, if, we'll talk about Luke Freeman, but um, I didn't like the fact that he came on, got a really decent round of applause and made no acknowledgement of it whatsoever. Right, um, yeah. and, I, and I thought that was a little bit classless. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, fans support you. you. You should at least acknowledge it. So We'll go on to see what happens later. Right, 49th minute. Sykes wins a foul, then nutmegs to get away, but opts to pass to Conway when Wells could have been in. From the corner, Sykes finds Matt Withers in the safe stand. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Yeah. Did he find you? Because it wouldn't look uh, like it, it was... was... There it was very, it was very close, and I did go as I always do when the ball's coming out like that. I go up to make out as if I'm going to head it. Never going to do that in the world because I would be the one that it would smash into my face. But well, yeah, your uh, glasses yeah, would probably exactly, your nose or something. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, no, it was it was just to the side. Yeah. Okay. Fiftieth minute, Lee. Great anticipation by Conway, who almost nips in and steals it off the goalkeeper. Yeah, he. he um... 
well, he was sharp on when he told me, and he and he blocked one in the first half, didn't he? As well, um, if you remember, they were closing down. I don't know if that was the keeper or the, the centre half. I think it was the, the keeper pass back. Yeah, n- nearly got in there. Their keeper was a bit looks a bit ropey. Last night. Yeah, what some great thought. some great little passes to the touchline, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think you know it, it, that that. Matt talked to it about it right at the beginning. Um, the energy in the team lifts the, I think, lifts the team, lifts the crowd on a on a what ended up being a bit of a wet Tuesday night to begin with as well, didn't it? it was and, um, torrential. Um, and I do, I know, I know we're approaching the time of the, the foul. I do want to kind of give a bit of a shout out to the to the safe stand in particular in the singing section. The atmosphere last night up to that point was fantastic, and I think because the, the they were reacting to the energy on the field and keeping it going. And, and it was starting to reverberate round with probably quite a lot less people in there as you'd expect on a Tuesday night game in, in the summer holidays. I don't know what the, the official attendance yeah, was, anyone, but there were quite a lot of empty seats about um, did anyone hear on, the on the wings. No, no, I didn't hear it. I no, to guess I'd but, say around 16, 17. So that, that type of stuff spurs it, spurs you, spurs you on as a fan, doesn't it? You know, you get people standing up and shouting, whether it's a, you know, the, the George Tan, Tanner tackle, whether I can't remember if that was last season or the season before. Was it last season in the cup? Um, yeah. You know, uh, that, all of that type of stuff. So yeah, shock, Tommy, and I'm sure he'll he'll nick a few more mm-hmm. goals until until teams get uh, recognised his strengths. Okay, 52nd minute, a great burst forward by Jay De Silva, who feeds Conway, shoots left-footed, and the keeper saves. Then Wells finds Vyman, who shoots over, but Atkinson was possibly in the way. So a couple of things to unpick there, Matt. Uh, Jay De Silva, bursting forward, great to see. He must have listened to the podcast um, on the weekend and, and wanted, to, wanted to put that right. Um, Conway shot left-footed. There was no real other option. There was no one to square it to, um, having looked back at the highlights this morning. Um, and who knows, with the with the confidence that he's got at the moment, that could have sailed into the top corner. And then, yeah, Vyman had a chance and Rob Atkinson's just sort of in the way for him to, to fully get his uh, get his leg round it. Yeah. Um, Jade Silva, good, good to see him actually going forward. As Lee said, it's a confidence thing for me. There are times where you're just screaming at him to take him on because when the ball's close to him, and he's got a defender up against him. He actually does quite well going sort of around them. He's he's got quick feet that allows him to get past them. And he did it a few times. I do think it's a confidence thing. There's, there were so many times last night where I was saying, just run forward, like stop coming back inside or drop, you know, playing the ball backwards. And he wasn't the only one. There was one point where Atkinson did it in the first half and um, he came back inside when he had 20, 30 yards of space to run into. Um so, yeah, and it was a good good ball to Tommy. At the time, because of watching the shot and then watching Vyman's reaction, it looked like real time that he did have an option to square it. But obviously, you've watched it back and there wasn't anyone there. But he hit the target and that's what you want to see. So, yeah, that was decent. And then that next passage of play, yeah, Atkinson, um, it was it was a, a great ball back. I think it was Naki Wells that played it back. Mm. P- pick, picked out the perfect ball, really, for Atkinson, but it was on Atkinson's right foot, Vyman running in, and Atkinson just needed to get out of the way, and and maybe Andy would have been able to keep it down. But we we were we were playing some decent football again. We were carving them open, and I did feel maybe we need a third goal here because we're we're well on top, and yeah. you, you know, I think quite I think Nigel 
um, Nigel Whittle said in the chat that 2-0 is, is that dangerous scoreline, which is quite a funny thing to say. And I know it's something that all the pundits say, because it's Again, like, it's that we mindset win, thing. We're in 2-0. That's, yeah. that's not dangerous, but it, it tends to be, doesn't it? You get the 2-1, the and then how often does it become 2-2? Two, two? I mean, look at Swansea last night, going into injury time, 2-0 up, score two own goals, and it's 2-2. Two, two, so. two own goals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, right, 55th minute, Jada Silva gets forward again um, and his shot is blocked and out for a corner. So, yeah, repeating itself there. Right, it was, it was a great passage of play, really. Again, yeah. a minute, minute later, Lee Atkinson into the box. He's taken down. What does Atkinson have to do to get a penalty? I don't, I don't know. I mean, some of the stuff that happens at corners on him is, is ridiculous and, I, and I, 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 think, I don't get the... The officiating, I don't get the guidelines. I know people will say, well, you know, if, if you give a penalty for that, you'll be given three or four penalties again. Again, you won't, as soon as you give a penalty for it, if they start doing it regularly, it won't, it'll stop happening because people yeah. won't take the risk with the, with the grappling and the pen. Well, it was one of those ones where, um, I, my react, I stood up with my arms in the air, pen. I think even my man stood up next to me and a few, you know, quite a few other people in, in, in the landscape where we were. And I couldn't believe it. And 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 and, and Finn and Finn and my nephew were sat quite closer to the play um, on the other side. And I just got a text straight away, just going, "Staying wall. How is that not?" And that was almost all they could talk about on the ball back to the car. Was just going, "I can't believe it went a penalty," you know. And I, and I don't know what we've what we've got to do, um, you know. Especially um, getting the letter from the PG MOL saying, "Really sorry, Mister Pearson and Bristol City. No, you shouldn't have had a penalty given against you. And guess what? You should have actually had two. I wonder if they're going to be doing the same from Wigan with the Tommy Conway incident. And mm. it'll be interesting to see all tonight. So I don't know what we've got to do, Padge. It's quite frustrating, um, for, for sure, because it always, at the moment as well, seems to be in kind of key points of the game, doesn't it? You know, yeah. Wigan, that would have put us 2-0 up. You know, last night, 3-0, you were right. That package of play, me and me and Dad were having exactly the same conversation. We've got to score here. We've got to make this three and just put this to bed. We are so on top. We're playing such good football. And as we see, don't get the pen and you'll move on to a minute, another key moment in a match. And I think well, this thing's going to change. What was the referee's name last night? He is Premier League, isn't he? Um, no, nah, see, we've got on Sundays, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, right. I, thought, I think for the Cardiff I, I, game, it's the Premier League. I recognised him last night. Yeah, I recognised him last night. I, th I thought I'd seen him playing um, Prem or maybe it was fourth officiating. I just thought he was arrogant. Last night, he, he was wandering around. And the bit that really annoyed me, almost from the get-go in the second half, every time the ball went out, he was on like our players to speed it up. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, we're not they're not even, you know, deliberately time-wasting, although there was one brilliant moment where the ball went out by Joe Williams as, as he was sub, <laughs> and he just volleyballed it <laughs> into the stand. And then Nathan Jones was having a problem. Yeah. You could see Lee Williams, uh, Nick, um, sorry, oh, his name, yeah, sorry, Joe Williams, Having to go back at Nathan, uh, Nathan Lee James Williams is, is the brilliant. chap on the podcast with us. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah, I was having a go at Nathan yeah. James as well. It was quite funny. Oh, I can't. I can't he's stand gonna Nathan James. He's going to have an heart attack. Soon, oh, that thing. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he is. But you're right. I mean, it was, it was, it was Stonewall. I just don't, I don't get what he saw. Right, 57th minute. City come forward again. Wells bursting into the box. And Vyman just touches just a little bit too heavy. It carries it out. Then it's the 65th minute. It's the 22-man melee, almost. Uh, Sykes is uh, loses the ball, I think, to, to Freeman. Comes back in. One foot was off. Whether two, foot, two feet were off the ground or not, I don't know. Um, but 
come through the back of him and you, you've seen them given, you've seen them not given. Um, but then Freeman gets up, barges him in the back with a, a chest. He goes down and then all hell breaks loose. Um, Lee, do you want to take that one? Your thoughts on what happened? I think there was a, several bookings and a red card. Yeah, I think, I guess my initial reaction was um, he's in trouble, Sykes. Um, and, and just just because it was, you could see that it was it was almost reactionary to losing that little tussle. He was kind of sandwiched out between two, so you can almost, you know you've seen it, we've seen it on Sunday League, when they just go after him and, and just put an aggressive tackling on him. Um, I thought that, I thought Freeman was, a cast iron going to be a red card for the way that it reacted. I know he didn't, you know, punch him or do anything like that, but it was pretty aggressive in, 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 in what he did. Um, and then the official stepped in and, and, and made a, a right dog's dinner of it all. In, in my opinion, I know there's been a lot of talk afterwards about, you know, was it one footed or two footed? I think you've got to remember that to be fair to the officials in this, they haven't got VAR. They've got no replay. They're just trying to play back what they've seen in their head. And my initial reaction was, Ooh, and if it was, Luke Freeman doing that on sites, everyone would have been baying off, off, off. There's all you would have heard around around the ground. I just think that they got the bit they got wrong was not sending off Freeman in my in my opinion. Matt, so there was Sykes red card, Andy Vyman yellow card, and then into the Luton team there was Sonny Bradley. Sonny Bradley yellow and Luke Freeman yellow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean as as it happened, um I said um, to all of these around me, he's going here, and Freeman will get a yellow. I, I called it exactly as he said, as he did it. Having watched it back, and when you slow it down, I don't think it was that nasty a challenge. Um, agree exactly what Lee said. He, he he was miffed that he'd lost the ball, felt he probably shouldn't have done. Went in aggressive, but I don't I don't think it was over the top. I don't think it was studs showing and um, a really dangerous one. And actually, Freeman's reaction showed that. Because he he didn't even, and we know Luke Freeman. He's he's not you know he's not somebody who's going to roll around. But he he didn't roll around. He got straight up, and then like Lee says, he he literally goes in, smashes his chest up against his you know Sykes's back. If that's not violent conduct, then what is? But then you saw what happened the weekend with kicking out, and I, and I don't this this new edict where they've got to let the game flow and not you know some challenges and things you let go in. That to me was it, it should have been either two yellows or two reds. I don't yeah. I don't know why he made the decision that he did. I thought it was poor, uh, and it means we miss Sykes now for three games. Um, it's three is it? Crikey. Well, it would be yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, conduct. Yeah, unless unless we appeal. When you look back at the appeal, I don't know that they might. I mean, it's, sometimes you get done for putting in a frivolous appeal, don't you? But. I think Nigel Pearson coming out and saying he's got no problem with the decision wouldn't help that process, so I don't yeah. see him appealing it. Okay. Um, well, yeah, obviously gives Kane Wilson an opportunity, but obviously Mark well, Sykes I, I has hope, been playing so well. I hope it does, Patch, but I hope more than anything that it is Kane Wilson or George Tanner that go there and not Alex Scott that gets put there. Mm, okay. That's the key for me. So We'll try and stay positive. Right. Um, so, yeah, down to 10 men, and you think 2-0... Is that enough? Make a substitution about five minutes later. It's Martin on uh, for Conway and Williams on for Wells. So it's clear there, Matt, that we're going Martin at the top 
uh, to hold the ball up and then one less, sorry, one less player up front. Um, your thoughts on those substitutions? Was it something you would have done? No, I, I felt we we were then inviting pressure. Um, seems to be a fairly common thing almost, you know, we'll, we'll defend you, you kind of come at us and we'll do what we can and, and you know, we won 2-0, so Nigel Pearson got it right, but um, and someone said that to me as I was walking out, oh yeah, no, he did get it right, you know, you were having a go. I said, I don't think he did get it right. I still stand by it. Um, I didn't think, and I know even in our WhatsApp group, I was in the minority, I didn't think Chris Martin did enough when he came on. Uh, the first three or four touches, he lost the ball and we were immediately under pressure. But when you've got one man up there like that, he has to hold the ball up and let players come into him. And when we when he doesn't, he's not quick enough to then close the defenders down. And and for me, I would have kept Tommy Conway or Naki Wells on if he was going to make a change and let them do that because you still had the energy for the for the press. And Tommy will hold the ball up. Now maybe, yeah, he looked knackered and Chris Martin is someone that you know can can do that job. We know that. And I I am a Chris Martin fan, I'll I'll say that. But I didn't think he was very good when he came on last night. He didn't jump to get off the ground for a number of the balls that came up to him. All right, he's not. There's no one running in behind him. So even if he flicks it on, no one's getting there. But yeah, it was. I just felt, and there was another the, the, the next change afterwards with Masengo. It just felt for me like we were just going to invite pressure because we'd taken all of our kind of pace and energy out of the team. Um, but I know I was probably in in the minority for a lot of that. Certainly from looking at our WhatsApp group. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but literally, um, Williams is on the pitch for a minute and he almost got himself sent off. Um, Did he? Yeah, there was, a, I can't remember, because there was two incidents. One towards the end where he almost took someone's head off um, and just Yeah, missed. in the corner, yeah, in the, on the side, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but just, just after he came off as well, there was um, there was a challenge. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah, yeah it was a challenge. And uh, I think the referee just sort of, just sort of, just let it go. Uh, but there we go. All right, into the uh, 80th minute. It's a great tackle from Alex Scott. Threads Martin, but the pass is too strong, where Vyman probably was the better option, Lee. Yeah. Straight um, <sighs> not long after that, Scott got substituted, didn't he? And I thought that was a strange one. Scott, off, he, Scott he, off, closer on. Yeah, and, and obviously that's tactical in terms of it's not a kind of a straight one for one in terms of positional play. But thought Scott was back on song last night, and that is when he's back on song because he's making those tackles in the 80th minute. Didn't look particularly tired or anything like that. And um, and what you get at that stage when you are, um, I mean, I mean, he will be a bit tired. Is is that decision making, isn't it? So sometimes you win those passes, and the the execution doesn't start to come off, or you pick you pick the wrong pass. But um, a good a good performance from Scott last night, and back into it, and, and onto the just picking up what we're talking about him about. Um, right wing back. Um, when we made that first change on 75 minutes with that double change, he put Voiman in the middle and Scott right wing back. That lasted about three minutes yeah. before he swapped him back over. So even in that situation last night, you preferred Scott in the middle and I'll and I'll take what Voiman out. So fingers crossed where you know he's kind of saying we lose more from pulling Scott out of the middle and putting him onto right wing back if we're trying to put some square pegs in Randall's. Well, yeah, cause if, and I think Scott was sort of playing up the top as well a little bit because that's a great place for him to be. He'll win yeah. a free kick every day. As soon as the ball comes up, if someone touches him, he's down the floor. Um, so, yeah, good good option. Um, all right, into the 82nd minute. 
Great battling from Williams to win the ball, but Martin was offside. So I think, yeah, Williams won the ball and, and then Martin was sort of set away, but he was just offside. He actually had an opportunity that he could have taken it on himself. Um, obviously, that was that was right at our end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he sort of reversed it. And, and yeah, Martin was, I mean, he, he lost the ball anyway, but he was flagged offside. Yeah. Um, 89th minute, um, I've got a note here to say, strategically takes up the midpoint to come off. And that was Andy Vyman. Did you notice that? He lit, he knew he was coming off and he walked right to the midline of the pitch. So he could, so he wasn't told to go off one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and that was Cur- Curtis Fleming told him he was coming and he went like that. Right. Um, so yeah, great little bit of, and we, and those little things, marginal gains, yeah, um, yeah. gamesmanship, game management, whatever you want to call it, is something that we have had to improve over time, Matt, definitely. Yeah, marginal games sponsored by Julian Warner. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and Naki Wells did the same. Naki Wells was was adjusting his shin. He wasn't pads happy he was... to come off. No, and, and but that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did the same. In, and yeah, we've we've talked. I mean, that's not 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 necessarily dark dark hearts, but <laughs> every other club does it against us, don't they? And, and it's those kind of things that mm. you know. How often have we said that you, you see the subs board go up, and then suddenly the the centre forwards playing left back, um, you know? And it's yeah. So yeah, you have to be was, careful with that now because he yeah go both sides. Side. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and just on this, on going back to the, uh, Wells and Conway coming off, the reception they both got was fantastic, wasn't it? I think any football fan, and in particular Bristol City fans, recognise when when players put a shift in, um, and even when it doesn't go well for you, if you if you show that started off the podcast intensity desire, then you, you'll get appreciated. Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought I thought they were both as um, did obviously Andy Vyman when yeah. Andy King came on, and also I've got a note here to say. Uh, in the last sort of 10 15 minutes there was a very animated bench and we didn't see that on saturday did we matt wigan there we you made a comment a couple of times that they're all just sat sat there yeah. no one's yeah. up giving instruction yeah i mean lee, lee might have more insight into it but yeah I, th- I think jason yule seems to have brought something to the party with that he seems to be very much on the sidelines you know instructing what's going on so i saw him giving the ball boys a lecture as well Yeah, I'll pick up on that, Patch. You were just talking about marginal gains. That was really, really clever. So for whatever reason, there was another ball down in front of the south stand. So Luton had the goal kick on a late 80s minute and the ball boy, the ball's gone over the audience. Ball ball assistant, I should say. Sorry, ball assistant. (laughs) And he, and he, 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 he throws the ball back to the keeper so they can take the ball kick quite quickly and, and Jason has spotted it and it's just shouting down to all of the ball assistants to get the ball that's down there all the way back up. Scotty Murray goes down and gets it. So, you know, and, and, and it's right because it's another 30 seconds then, isn't it, Con? Yeah. Um, know how was, important um, that can be. Yeah, and I think on the point with the with the coaches, I I, I kind of said to, to Dad towards the end, I, I, this is this, it's chaos down there. I are the players understanding? They're all like, they're all barking different orders, but, um, you know, as you know, my, my my dad works up at the HSPC driving the, the, the academy kits around and, and is out there a lot. And he said it's just they've all got a different I think Pat Mountain does a, a work either on the defensive side or the positional side at set pieces. So it was people are shouting over to him, what what do I need to do now on these? Jason's obviously pulling something up, um, doing something else, but I, I believe he's kind of a bit more attack minded. Mm. And the same with Curtis. It there certainly feels like there's a lot. And what I seen from Nigel last night that was really good, um, was 
there was a point last night where I think he recognised that and he almost kind of turned to them and just pushed a few of them back yeah, and just yeah, said, yeah. right, let's just calm, calm this down now. I'm going to kind of stand there and take responsibility for it or accountability because that's, that's, that's my job and maybe that's what he's seen that they needed. Yeah. yeah. Last bit of action, 94th minute, a uh, bent save after the shot took a hell of a deflection off of Alex Scott and then Alec, um, Rob Atkinson was very quick to clear it as well. Um, again, up Brilliant at um, Hull, we yeah. saw yeah. that deflecting. Yeah. So, you know... Uh, and it's, you know, late enough in the game, yeah, but if they score then, nervous, another really, attack. For, for Bentley and for the defence, I was desperate for a clean sheet yeah i was yeah i was um, and it and it wasn't when you watch it back and there's a great angle from behind the goal it's a top top safe because he's you know obviously all his weights one way and he has to come back across in yeah it was um the win was the most important thing but like you patch i think the clean sheet yeah. is is massive as well right get ready for the ratings man i'm gonna read out a couple of tweets before we do the ratings and then i'll do some more tweets after so the first one doug judney um can't get over how city how good City were tonight it was like watching a different team you could have made a case for any of those players to get man of the match and I think having to defend with 10 men for 25 minutes and keep a clean sheet is a massive confidence booster Dean Allen an excellent attacking and then defensive display after going down to 10 men delivered by Bristol City um, deserved first win of the season I'll bring dad more often he's a good luck charm roll on Sunday Nigel Smith Great performance tonight, Bristol City. We showed great commitment and passion. It was a pleasure to watch, and the atmosphere generated was electric. Nice preparation for Sunday. Matt, over to you. Right, I will caveat this. Oh, God. By saying, I did this when I came in last night, so I was very, ten, very happy. Ten, yeah. ten, ten, <laughs> ten, so I was very, very happy. Um, so I probably will need some challenges, and I think I may be a point above. But then I also think sometimes I maybe go a bit low. So anyway, so Bentley, I've, in fact, the whole back three, four, Bentley, Viner, Naismith, Atkinson, um, I went eight. Bentley's save, I thought, was top drawer. Um, he was coming for the ball. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought it was quality. Um, and similarly, Zach Viner. And Zach's still getting people on social media, calling him out and being dropped and everything else. He did nothing wrong last night. I thought he was excellent again. Similarly, Rob Atkinson, who's playing like he played last season, were bringing the ball forward. And then Naismith... Um, there were so many people saying last night when we were walking out, Naismith should be captain. The bloke just, you know, is so yeah. So I, I went eight for all of them, um, and in, and in Jada Silva, I went eight as well. That what like a turnaround said, from, from I know, four, yeah, four from on... four, yeah, and 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 that's where I was kind of going. Oh, you know, you've gone a bit kind of crazy here, but um, it was a much much better performance from Jay. He, he got forward. He did create. He had a couple of opportunities. He had one shot. A right foot shot, very a la um, Joe Bryan in his pomp when he would bring it inside. And, and But with Joe Bryan, you knew that right foot was going in the bottom corner. And yeah. So Jay, I went eight. Um, Sykesy, I went six. Um, probably could have been a five because of the sending off. But again, I think that was, I don't think it was as bad as that. So yeah, I went six. Um, Masengo. Tommy Conway, Naki Wells, I went nines, which is where I've kind of gone, whoa, he's gone crazy, this man. Um, could have been three eights, but um, yeah, Tommy and Naki score. 
Han Noah, I, I try not to be biased with him, but I can't help it. But for me, he was man of the match last night. I thought so much of breaking up the play and, but not only breaking up the play, he, he played three or four really, really good passes that then set up opportunities. So it wasn't direct assists, but, you know, like you said, patch the ball for Vyman for Conway's goal. Um, he won the tackle that set up the first goal. Uh, but but yeah, Han Noah, Tommy Annaki could could be eight, so I'll take your steers on that. And then um, Alex Scott, I went eight, um, and Vyman, I went eight. So uh, there wasn't a mark other than Sykesy that was below eight. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not here to talk you down. I'm here to talk you up. So I'm I'm out of that conversation. Lee, <laughs> oh, right, any okay. any challenges? <laughs> no, I think the I think maybe the surprise that is that. Um, the, the performance itself, you know, I think yeah. if I look at the team performance, it was it was an eight nine out of ten performance. So yeah, it was, wasn't it? It, it, it genuinely was. We really, really kind of played great football, dominated the game. I think for large parts, I think we made Luton look pretty ordinary. And so the some of those parts have got to be a, a few eights and nines in there. Um, and yeah, I think I think I, I'm I'm not going to disagree. And I think I, I kind of said on the to you before that um, I'm. I always think Han Noah, he's a bit of a cult figure and sometimes gets the benefit of the day. But last night, he, he was that was his best same game I've seen him play last night. Um, he, he didn't lose the ball too often. He, he seemed to make a lot of good decisions, lots of good energy. And that's the Han Noah that I think you touched on earlier. If he plays, has the opportunity to do and, and maintains a consistent performance, that's when the fans start talking about some of the silly numbers that they talked about that they, we should get for him in a fee and that he can go and play in the Premier League and the Champions League. Um, it, it's there, but it's about. I guess it's about consistency. So got to put that in um, on on Sunday now. Um, Matt, the average for the team eight point zero nine. Wow! And I'm not sure. And and um, I'll have a look at last. I don't think we've had one that high yeah, in the time look. we've been doing this. So I, I will have, have a look. look. And for night for Nigel, I went eight as well because you know. Yeah. You can't not for that performance. So, Nigel yeah. and and all of his um, friends oh. on the line, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, we've only got five minutes left. Uh, so just want to get touch on the under-21s game you went to, Lee, if I can. Um, yeah. Can you just give us your high-level thoughts on that? Any, any standout players in that one? I guess... Um... So I guess I'll start with kind of saying set up with pretty much the same shape that the first team play. So three at the back, wing backs, slightly different setup at the for the first half where they kind of played, or it certainly looked like they were play, playing a two and then a one up front. So Marley Rose was kind of central up front and he had James Morton and Ben Acey playing behind him. Um, Dylan Kaji and Josh Hours in the middle um, were standouts for me in the first half. Dylan, Dylan Kaji especially, just looked like he was playing a little bit of a different game. Um, Right wing back Harry Leeson was uh, was decent as well. Um, they had Raf playing left wing back. He looked a little bit of a fish out of water, um, and it was a little bit like the same as uh, as watching the first team play. Went one 0 up, great start. Brighton Breeze, the only one team. Um, Hull had one good bit of play to equalise, and uh, <laughs> the wheels came off a little bit, and we went into one down at halftime. Um, they made a couple of changes. They brought on Tommy. Blackwell, I think it is in uh, in midfield, and Seb Palmer holding up front, and just um, kept a change of shape slightly. So they then went with a one and a two. So James Morton was playing behind Seb and Marley Rose, and they pushed Josh Harris out onto the left left wing back, 
which again is a little bit first team esque. He obviously is a, a predominantly a centre mid, and all of a sudden he's out left wing back. But he was fantastic out there. And Seb Palmer Holden, Hull could not deal with him. He's definitely one to keep on. I think he's been given a one year contract. Um, I believe. Um, so for me, the standouts were um, were uh, Dylan uh, in midfield, Seb Palmer Holden when he came on, and the versatility, um, the versus versatility of uh, of Josh as well. Um, that it was, um, yeah, it was it was interesting to interesting to get up there and and and, and watch him play. Yeah. No, fantastic. It's great. I, I definitely would have gone, but I think it was just too much yesterday, that, that double header with uh, with work commitments, etc. But I think we're yeah. going to go to the next one, Matt. We've we got the, the, the yeah, we got was it? Birmingham tickets, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to let you two go uh, because I've got to go and um, I'll be reading out the tweets for the, the rest of the 20-odd because okay. <laughs> I, <did ask, laughs> I did ask for comments and I feel like I need to read them out. But... Uh, you can, you can, I'm sure, understand the uh, the gist of all of them, but I will get through them. Yeah, any other brilliant. thoughts? Any other business? Obviously, Cardiff on Sunday. Um, you start with the same team, apart from Wilson for Sykes, don't you? Would would for me? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for you, Lee. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, there I was question it was marks on on Radio Bristol last night um, from whether it was Richard or Ali about what was obviously Cardiff have got a bit of a different threat there's long throw-ins all of that sort of stuff whether Martin comes in but I think you have to stick with Conway and Wells for me I, I yeah you, you've got to put them under pressure as well um will be interesting will be interesting Callum data obviously another interesting point yesterday very quickly was the Sol Bamba um of course yeah tra- training with us um 37 you, you kind of wonder it's it's a Ashley Williams situation you would think wouldn't you um lots of maybe... I've seen lots of comments from I think Middlesbrough fans saying that it 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 would be something that they wouldn't mind themselves yeah um, I mean Nigel Pearson I mean like we said character reference yeah. you know it was massive so so maybe it's as much around the training ground and stuff but yeah um be interesting to see how that develops they've not said anything in terms of definite have they but you'd be surprised if he doesn't get a deal Okay, right. Okay. Thank you both. Um, I'll be back very shortly with some of your Twitter comments. But for now, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Lee. Thanks. Take care. Thanks very much. Good to see you, Big Good to see you, mate. Take care. Okay, so as promised, I'm back with some of your Twitter comments, and there are a few to get through. Right, George, BCFC17. Clean sheet with 10 men as well. What a team performance today from the first minute to the last, albeit Luton not being good tonight. Back three, immense. The dynamic duo of Wells and TC causing problems again. I do think it could be a red, possibly just a yellow, though. Uh, Dave, no mercy, 64. Tremendous desire to get every ball back from every player. One of the most complete performances I've seen in years. Lee Paul, an all-round good team performance. Naismith had the bit between his teeth. The players wanted it tonight and a superb performance. We must continue to be grateful to have Andy Weiman in our team. The ball through for the second goal was precision personified. Uh, thanks for that tongue twister at the end there, Lee. Um, Chris Gannon. Uh, the squad were fantastic tonight. Possibly deserved more goals. The Dan Bentley save towards the end was first class. Seeing what it meant to the players at the final whistle summed it all up. 
Uh, Nath Ferguson. Should Wells keep his place in the starting 11? Uh, for me, yes. Daniel Healy. Wells and Conway were superb tonight, as the defence should have been more than two goals. The most dominant I've seen us play in the long time. Play Wells and Conway against Cardiff on Sunday. Come on, you Reds. Mark Gingell. Uh, we're no world beaters, we know that, but the team looked like a team that were going to fight for every ball over every blade of grass. Play like that for the rest of the season and it will be a good season. You couldn't have asked for more. Uh, Tim, is the win, it's the win we craved. Sorry, is this the win we craved? Question mark. And that clean sheet with 10 men, thumbs up. Ellie, Ellie Louise Jones, no moans from me for a rare change. Atkinson and Naismith were immense. Uh, Joanna Baggs, fantastic performance. They've set a standard now. We won't win every match, but if they play with that intensity and that effort in every game, you won't get any complaints from me and we'll win more than we will lose. Shane O'Connor, Wells, Conway and Masengo were class. Looked really well organised in the defence. Who needs a target man when you've got two quick strikers playing off the shoulder of the last man? Great passages of play and never sat back until the red card. Uh, Joe AC96, always been quick to criticise Viner with his recent performances, but tonight was one of, if not his best performance in a City shirt. More of that on a consistent basis and no, uh, and worries will soon fade. Great performance all round City till I die. Um, Rob, at usually annoyed, play like this more often, question mark. Yes, please. Matthew Burke, excellent all-round performance. We looked in control from the first whistle, and if Luton did throw anything at us, we coped with it well. Mickey Red, clean sheet and a win, exactly what we wanted. Shame Sykes misses the Cardiff game, but chance for Wilson to step up. Two kids running in the centre midfield for us too tonight. All feels much more positive. Can see Pearson favouring Martin against Cardiff, but hope he doesn't. Come on, you Reds. Finley, BCFC, why is Zach Viner the scapegoat? Question mark. He played class today. Greg, uh, great to see us play well in both halves. Bags of energy and fight tonight. Naismith and Wells, my pick, but could have been many others. Stupid challenge from Sykes, the only blot on the night. Andy Grant simply says quality. Um, and Chris Chard should have been a yellow at worst for Sykes. Luton player should have been given a red for pushing. Um, it was Andy, uh, Andy Biden. It was Luke Freeman. Um, okay, and then the final comment from Lee Molland basically is, what a lovely thread of comments to read. And I uh, couldn't agree with you more. Uh, right, that's it. Is actually it now. We will be back on Sunday slash Monday. Because you don't know me. Don't be quick to judge. Because I tell you something, I don't care that much. Don't come around here. Preaching your goddamn. If you stay in this town 
Savior, I will take you down This here town You know it ain't that big It don't take long to know just what I did Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here yeah. I ain't no Watching that little town slowly disappear 